This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast, our Football Friday podcast for week 14. And anything you needed to know about the National Football League. You were told it in bold letters on Monday night and then again last night. To watch those teams be handed gifts from the teams that should have put the games away and then watch a legendary quarterback bring the comeback and then score with seconds remaining and then a much beleaguered quarterback who has been a laughingstock in the NFL to watch him two days after arriving do the same thing tells you all you need to know. It is amazing to me how badly these inexperienced coaches run these games with big leads, especially the Raiders who this year have lost now four games where they led by at least counting last night, 13 points before that it was 13, 17, 20 and 21 points in the fourth quarter. And they lost all those games either in regulation or overtime. There's no way the saints should have ever lost the game on Monday night. All they had to do was make one play or use the proper coverages. And they would have won last night. The same thing. One play, one play, one bit of forethought, and then explain to me why you're in press coverage when he has no timeouts and a minute left. And the only thing he's going to throw is sideline patterns that are down the field. Why would you possibly play the coverage you were in? It made absolutely no sense. If they made him go underneath one time, it would have taken 25 seconds off the clock by the time they got the ball spotted in the middle of the field and got everybody back up and then were able to spike the ball. It would have taken them 20-something seconds to do that. They never would have had the time to get down the field. But they made two huge plays, one down the right sideline, one down the left sideline, and they win the game. Unbelievably bad coaching. Yes, give... Tom Brady credit, give Baker Mayfield credit, but this should, neither of those circumstances should have ever, ever happened. And they lost by the exact score of 17-16 in both instances. Just remarkable, remarkable games to use as just a example, a glowing example of how fleeting good coaching is and clock management is and coverage is when you have a lead in the fourth quarter. 
So instead of the Raiders knocking on the door, having a win streak, and maybe even running themselves into a wild card spot, they now will look back on this season as a season where they have lost nothing but one-score games and have lost four leads of 13 or more points in the fourth quarter. Stunning. And that last three minutes did more for Baker Mayfield than every minute he has ever spent on NFL field. It is remarkable what went on last night. Just absolutely remarkable. All right, our last week of buys. Ironically, the only team that has a winning record among those six that are sitting is Washington, which comes off the tie with the Giants. And we'll get the Giants in prime time next week. That game's been moved there. Packers, Bears, Saints, Falcons, Colts, and the Redskins, excuse me, the Commanders, off this week. Last week of buys, and then everybody runs down the stretch as we get to the holidays and get through this regular season and a week number 18, which will be the final week of the regular season. Jets and Bills meet up in Buffalo. Jets Hard-fought game with the Vikings last week. Now find themselves 10-point on the dogs to the Bills. Bills right now are the number one seed, but they have a tougher schedule than Kansas City has the rest of the way, and they're both 9-3. Bills, of course, have the win over Kansas City. I don't expect the Jets to win this game. I would not be surprised if they kept it close. They really miss, they really miss the back, whether it be Hall or Carter, especially Hall, in the red zone. If they had had Hall, they would have won last week. They needed a back who could make plays in the red zone. They don't have the kind of back who can turn nothing into something like Hall could. Hall was on his way to being a great back. I think he still will be, but, you know, he had his year derailed, obviously, by the injury. I don't think the Jets will win. I would be surprised if they didn't keep it close. I think a backdoor cover could be in order because the Bills have given up a lot of those this year. The Eagles... In the take on the Giants, the Giants will see the Eagles this week. They will see the Eagles in week 18. Giants desperately need a win. They didn't get it against the Redskins, against the Commanders. They get them again next week. Now they get their first of two games against the Eagles, and they don't match up great against the Eagles right now because the Eagles with that passing game and with the elusiveness and the escape uh, ability of their quarterback are going to give the Giants real trouble in their secondary. If the Giants don't get to him and they'll have trouble getting to him and finding a spot to get to him because he can move with the best of them, he's going to make plays downfield uh, with his receivers. Uh, And this is a very tough matchup, I think. I think there's been good matchups for the Giants this year. I think the Giants can move the ball in this game, but I think they're going to have a hard time against the Eagle attack in this game. Browns. Now with Deshaun Watson was very rusty last week. They won last week with special teams and defense. And I said to you last week, what are the Texans doing playing this quarterback? They should be playing Mills. Now they've gone back to Mills. They never should have benched Mills. It wasn't Mills' fault. We'll get to that in a second. Browns and the Bengals. Bengals red hot. Eight and four. Playing well. Find a way. This is a real grudge match. There's no question. Browns will play well in this game. I don't have any doubt, but the Bengals will find a way to pull it out. Texans with one win in the take on the Cowboys, 17 and a half point on the dogs. In a league where the games are just all so tight this year and point spreads are oh so tight this year, you have a 17 and a half, a 10, a 9 and a half, and a 7 and a half this week. Those are big point spreads. 
Cowboys get a breather week with the Texans. Even if they play badly, they're going to win. Texans have one win on the season. Their second won't come in Dallas. Vikings 10-2 and two at the Lions, who are surging right now at 5-7. and seven. How much have the Lions improved? They're favored at home against a 10-2 and two team. It shows you that the Vikings are getting very little respect from the Oddsmakers, and it shows you that the Oddsmakers are saying, hey, we respect the Lions' improvement, and you should, because the Lions have improved both ways. They've gotten better on defense. They've gotten better on offense. They are playing well. Their quarterback plays well, especially indoors. And I would not be surprised if the Lions won that game this week. Jags, we don't know about Lawrence with his injury, uh, game-time decision. Titans need a win right now. They're 7-5. and five. They need a victory. They should be able to get it this week. Jags aren't as good on the road, and we don't know if they'll have Lawrence this week. Ravens, 8-4, and four, will probably be without their quarterback as they go to take on the Steelers, who have won a couple in a row. Steelers are playing better as they've solidified things. They always play tight games with the Ravens. We know that. Ravens, Huntley's not bad. He can make plays. They need to get Andrews back in the mix. He's been banged up. He was having a great season. He's cooled off. They need to get him in the mix. Huntley has to use Andrews' ability. Andrews has great ability at tight end. They need to get him the ball more. I think you will see that. I don't expect Lamar Jackson to play in this game. Chiefs and the Broncos. The Chiefs lost last week to the Bengals. I thought they would. And I also said I thought that would be the last loss they had this year, and I think it will be. They, don't, they play one winning team the rest of the way, and that's the Seahawks at home. They have a very easy schedule. They're 9-3. and three. The Broncos, 3-9, and nine, can't get out of their own way when their defense plays well, and it usually does. They still find a way to lose. Their offense offers very little. Chiefs will win. They might not cover the big spread, but they'll win in Denver. The Bucks should be coming into this game with a losing record. They should be coming into this game two games under 500. Instead, they come into this game at 6-6. Six and six courtesy of Tom Brady and New Orleans just doing an abominable job in the stretch. Now they get the Niners. Niners will go with Purdy, who came in last week and played okay. Now how does he do as a starter? Tom Brady has never lost to a quarterback making his first start. Never. I believe it's 6-0. and Tom Brady hasn't lost to too many people. We know that. Niners will be tough in this game. I think Purdy will not play as well as he did last week. That's usually the case when they play their first start after they kind of just went into the game. They did get word that Garoppolo could be back for a title game. He could be back for a conference title game. So it's not like he's lost for the entire season. So they can play Purdy. They've been winning games. They're now 8-4. and four. They got a good winning streak going. They're good both ways. They can run the ball. Except it's tough to run the ball on the Bucks. But the Bucs have got to look a whole lot better, and the Bucs' offensive line is going to have huge trouble against the San Francisco pass rush, and this is going to be a tough game for Brady. Panthers at 4-8 and eight take on the Seahawks at 7-5. and five. The Seahawks are all banged up. They've lost Walker. They've lost three or four backs. They've lost offensive linemen. They've lost defensive players. They have been decimated by injuries, but they still have... Geno Smith, and they still have Weatherspoon and Lockett. I mean, they still have Metcalf and Lockett, and they are getting the job done with those guys. Last week, he hit Metcalf with the game winner. Geno can make some plays. Where the running game is going to come from, I have no idea. Uh, look for a low-scoring game, but they should be able to get past the Panthers. Sunday night, Dolphins in charges. They changed to this game. Dolphins 
can score on anybody. Chargers, ditto. Look for a game that's probably pretty high scoring, and we'll see what happens. And then Monday night, the Pats at 6-6 six and six against the 4-8 and eight cards. Pats are not going to make the playoffs this year. Cards aren't going anywhere. Could be changes in Arizona, and that's a pretty bad Monday night game. Uh, you know, the Pats... The Pats and the Packers, who are still decorating the primetime schedule late in the season, are not going anywhere this year. As I told you, buys for the Packers, the Bears, the Saints, the Falcons, the Colts, and Washington. Washington, the only one with a winning record at 7-5-1 and off the tie last week. A lot of quarterback injuries, so pay attention to those, especially when on Sunday make sure who's playing who's not a quarterback. And you do have some high spreads with... Dallas 17 and a half over the Texans. Bills 10 over the Jets. Chiefs 9 and a half over the Broncos. Steelers, I mean the uh, Eagles 7 and a half over the Giants. So in a league where everything's pretty much been one score games all year and it's been detrimental to uh, lay big points, you have some pretty hefty points uh, this week for the first time. You know, not, not, you know, not often do you get that many games when you have this happening. You know, that's usually not the case. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa Podcast on this Football Friday podcast for week 14. Uh, send your emails to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll get to as many as we can. We're on the Bet Rivers Network as always, and for all your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut. So whatever you need, just go to their uh, app uh, and you'll find everything you need for all your needs there. And the program, of course, always on the Bet Rivers Network and wherever you can find your podcast. All right. This is from Tom. As a Dolphin fan, I will say Mike McDaniel has done a great job with the offense, but it's clear the defense and special teams have taken a significant step back. I'm curious in your opinion – uh, are we seeing this, and why is this a feeling about the defense and special teams, you know, not being talked about? I agree. The Dolphins and McDaniel is, first of all, he's a very odd character, so he's getting a lot of attention that way, and he's very likable. Number two, the offense has been great. Two has done a great job. The receivers that they brought in, obviously having Hill and Waddle, they explode for points, but their defense has been awful. Their special teams has been shoddy. So you're right. They have not done a good job in that area, and they were a defensive and special teams team before this. They've got to get that leveled off if they want to win. I've said that a lot this year. So I think what you're saying is 100% true. Give McDaniel credit. And a lot of people say Mc, uh, McDaniel's a mastermind offensively, and maybe he is. But he's got to balance the team in that they have to play better if they're going to win big games with special teams and with defense. You're not going to win championships playing the way they're playing. You're not. They're not going to be somebody like Kansas City when they meet them. Kansas City is going to outplay them because the other facets of the game, they're going to outplay them. That's all there is to it. So I agree with you on, on your premise. Uh, Mike emails, what are your thoughts on the uh, alternative commentary the Manning brothers have produced on Monday Night Football, with the right people, this could be the future of other sports. Is something that you would ever be interested in doing. It's a very, to me, double-edged sword. I understand the idea now is give everybody whatever they want to watch, and they'll pick what they want. 
don't try and dominate a time period. Now, in my mind, I always tried to dominate a time period. That's what I believed in. That's what I grew up with in television. That's what I believed in in radio. It's changed. Now it's, hey, we're going to give everybody everything and we're going to see where they go. Drawing eyes away from the game itself is almost hard to understand when you think about it and what, what you've been brought up thinking about. The idea was to promote the game, do everything you can to make the uh, game cast enhanced and get everybody's eyeballs to that. Now they're, they're basically telling you, they're sending you away. So, listen, Peyton Manning has become an extraordinary media vehicle. He is a machine. He can do no wrong. There's nothing he, I mean, everything he touches turns to gold. He's great on television. He's great on commercials. He's great hosting big events. I mean, the guy's, listen, he's got a career. He could do, Peyton Manning's got the whole world. He could become a senator. He could become the next commissioner. He could become a TV star. He could do everything. He could become an NFL owner. He could do anything he wants. His second life is going to be, his second act is going to be even bigger than his first. Years are going to come where you're going to not even, people aren't even going to remember Peyton as a, as a player. And he was a great player. But I don't know if this is the way to go. Would I do a free form? Would I like to comment on the game on a different vehicle where I'm not on the game and I like to comment? Yes, I think I'd be great doing that. I think if you put Dog and I in a room and did that, it would be a home run show. Home run. I don't know if they're going to do it or anyone's ever going to think of it, but I think if you took a big event like that and put Dog and I in a room and put the cameras on, it would be hilarious. So, I, I, you know, if you ask me who I would do it with, I'd rather do it with him than someone else. But my point is you need a couple of people to bounce stuff off. I could do it with anybody, but I'd rather do it with him. But the point is I think he'd be very good at it, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I really haven't given it much thought. Um, Dave emails, the Lions have looked improved. What do you think? I think the coach has connected. I think there was a time where I was wondering if he was going to connect. He's connected. The defense has improved. The team is learning how to win games. There has to come a point. For all the bluster and all the tough guy stuff, there has to come a point when the team gets better and starts to win. That has happened now. That is in the process right now. Now's the tough part. He's got to take the team from here to next year into the playoffs. If he wants to be a big-time coach, now's the time for that. It's, he's going to be at the crossroads next year. He's improved the team, no question. The people love him in Detroit. They love the Lions in Detroit now. He's got to now take them the next step. The next step is a hard one. Getting to nine, getting to eight and nine and nine and eight is not that hard. Getting to 11 and becoming a playoff team, that's the hard part. Jason, are the Bengals a legit Super Bowl contender after what seemed like an unlikely run last year. Yes, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and that quarterback is someone you do not want to play in the postseason. Is Kenny Anderson a Hall of Famer in your eyes? Very close. Very, very close. Definitely debatable. Tony, which giant injury has hurt the team the most? That's always hard because one impacts the next. 
I don't like injuries to the offensive line. Those really bother me because I think there has to be a, a cohesiveness and a teamwork that develops with those guys. So when you take one out, you affect five. So when you take – then the McKinney losses hurt them, no question, because this team wants to do a lot of things in their blitzing, and they need to have guys they can trust on the back line. That's why I think this week they've got to be very careful because they could get absolutely ripped and savaged by the Eagles in that secondary. Um, but when one affects five, it's a big problem, and that is, that's what happens with the offensive line. So I really – I always worry about injuries to the offensive line. And, of course, the most important injuries ever are quarterbacks. Mike and Belleville, wanted to get your thoughts as to why America is far and away number one sport is the NFL. Uh, and why does it sh- struggle to gain traction in the number two market like L.A.? L.A. is different. L.A. is just a different market. It's very hard to understand the appeal the Dodgers have. It's very hard to understand the hold the Lakers have on that town. Tremendous. Um, Winning football can work there, but it's not a great football town. It just isn't. It just isn't. And the NFL across the country is number one by so far. And from a TV product, it is so far and away the number one TV product of any kind. We're talking news. You're talking entertainment. You're talking anything else. If you can have anything on television, you take NFL first over anything. Nothing else can compete with it. But you know what? Some markets... It doesn't always work. Drew and Huntington, which NFL players come to mind that would have had legendary careers um, if not for having them cut short? Oh, we could list a lot. The one that bothers me right now is Luck. Luck was on his way to being a giant in the sport. He was going to be a legendary Lock Hall of Famer and one of the great players in the sport. He was going to become a generational player. And his career was stopped. So we can talk about a million different guys who got hurt at a young age. There's a million of them. You can talk about Bo Jackson and what he would have accomplished. You can talk about many guys who got hurt at running back or quarterback. Hey, it happens, okay? But... um I think recently the one that jumps out at you without any question is luck. Um, Ethan emails, it would have been a tough show for the Giants to beat the Eagles. Uh, Would just playing a good game be an overall good sign for this team moving forward? I think you've had your sign that this coaching staff is for real and that it's genuine and it's really good. And they are going to hopefully with the general manager. Now, the general manager, the jury's still out on the head coach, I don't think the jury's out at all. I think he's the real deal. I think he's already showed you he's a legitimate head coach. He's good. And he's got a good staff. And the defensive coordinator, at Dable and, and the defensive coordinator have done incredible jobs this year. Um, they need to improve their players. They need to improve their talent dramatically. Right now, the Jet talent's much better than Giant talent. Um, but I think that... Uh, moral victories are over for this year. You've gotten your run. Now you'd like to make the playoffs. And if you don't, you don't. It's not the end of the world. You're going to be satisfied with this year when you walk away from it no matter what. 
because you've already gotten a run, and you're going to get a run where it's going to be close whether they get in the playoffs or not. It's going to be very close. I mean, there's not a lot of teams in the NFC that are going to finish 500. It's really Seattle, Giants, Washington, two of those three are going. That's basically it. No one else is going to be 500 that doesn't win a division. Um, but the idea now that you lose 2019, you're happy. No, no, those days are gone. Joe emails, I remember, uh, I am too young to remember LT. With the exception of some memories of him very late in his career, what made him far and away one of the best defenders, if not the best? Um, LT was just, when you see players that just physically have an advantage over other players, like a LeBron James does or a Michael Jordan does, Lawrence Taylor had an advantage over other players. He was faster. He was stronger. He was better than everybody else. That was just it. He was just better than everybody else. He was that good. He's the best defensive player in the history of the league. I don't think there's any question about it. I, I, I don't listen. There's some great defensive players in the history of the league. And I don't think Aaron, I don't think Donald's in his, in his class. They, they play different positions, but I don't think he's in his class. Um, now you want to talk Deacon Jones. Now you're talking someone who's on that level. Um, but you, he was that good. That good. Flawed individual, yes. Great player. Legendary. I think, you know, the, I think the two best players ever played in the league were Jim Brown and Lawrence Taylor. Um. Early in the season, it looked like the Giants were far ahead of the Jets. Is that now the other way around? Hey, say it this way. The Giants did this with mirrors and coaching. The Jets have done it with improved talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The Jets now have one of the best defenses in the sport. The, the general manager and his staff have put together some great, great personnel moves. They didn't miss on Sauce Gardner. They picked the right guy. They have added the right people. They have a tremendous defense throughout the entire ranks. Hall was a terrific guy they brought in. Wilson was a terrific guy they brought in. I'm talking about the receiver, not the quarterback. Uh, They have tremendous personnel. The Giants have done it with coaching and mirrors. The Jets have done it with personnel. So it's a little bit different. As far as personnel, as far as going into next year, if the Jets get solid quarterback play from Mike White, they will be a better team next year than the Giants. The Giants have work to do. Enjoy your football, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.